Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we're realtors with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. Wisconsin Rapids. So it's Tuesday evening. Is it Tuesday? No, it's Monday. No, it's Tuesday. Right now it's Tuesday. Sure. I'm not sure which day it is. It's been a long week. It's been it's, been fun. It's Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog's Day. See, that's where it gets confusing of what day are we really on? So we just might be repeating. So I just thought it would be kind of fun to come down in the basement and talk about some wintertime activities. The podcasting studio of awesomeness. Okay, what do we want to do in the winter? Well, as everyone knows that we just recently this fall purchased a home. And so we've got a lot of great ideas as far as home improvement projects. Right. And we always kind of talked about that we're going to walk our, our walk everybody through our steps of what we're going to be doing to our house. Well, we did an insulation upgrade. We did. So if you follow us on YouTube, that's out there. too. I got to hear it from inside the house of you crawling around in the attic. Yeah. But, how was that? Um, it was fine. I think the cat was more confused than, than anything else because she could hear something up there. So she kept following and looking at the attic and kind of crying like there should be something coming down. And there was like nothing. Yeah, this attic is quite a bit different than the one we had in our previous house. That is for sure. This, yes. This is a, a crawl through attic, not a uh, stand up and walk around sort of attic. Yeah, so a little bit different. But we got an extra nine inches of insulation in there. So that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to see how that, that goes as far as the heat bill and things like that of doing that. I think it'll eventually pay, pay it will pay for itself. And uh, just having that increase of insulation is going to be really good. Yeah, we should notice in a, about a month or two so that we can compare the heat usage from the last couple months as well. Obviously, we don't have like years of, of data, but... It, it can be, you know, populated from month to month so far. We also changed the thermostat. We did. I, I got a, a Nest therm, thermostat, one of the lower priced ones, not the one that learns our patterns or anything. Um, we tend to be of the mindset, we'll just set it at one temperature. That way the, the, the furnace doesn't have to reheat surfaces that have cooled off in the downtime. Um, yeah. My experience with maintenance engineering, it never really made sense unless you were away from the house for an extended period of time. Like if you left for a week. True. That makes sense. Yeah. So we got the the Nest thermostat and it's with our Google Home Connect and um, we're able to track the usage. And it's kind of fun. We could be away from the house and we can tell when the furnace is turning on or turning off and we can adjust the temperature from, from our office. So. It'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of play with it and check out to see how this all works together. Yeah, it also registers humidity. So we found out our humidity in the house was a little bit low. Put up some humidifiers to get it back up. Yeah. Um, low being like in the mid 20%. And they say in the 30 to 40% is, is reasonable. Right. Of course, in the summertime, it gets more humid just because it's summertime and more humid. Mm-hmm. So what else are we going to do? So I'm looking on, I'm looking at doing on Friday to pick up the paint for the basement walls. So our basement is divided in, in half. So we've got the finished part and we have the unfinished part. 
And the unfinished parts, we are looking at putting like a sealer over the basement on the exposed walls. So I'm planning on Friday getting and picking that stuff up. So that way over the weekend or throughout the week, if we've got, you know, a couple hours, we can come downstairs and move things from one side of the room to the other to, to paint and get everything all looking nice and fresh and clean in that part of the, the basement. So the unfinished side is really a utility area um, and it's got all the mechanicals and the ductwork and it would just be not well to finish. You might be able to get one room out of it, but that would be about it. Yes. So most of it's dedicated to storage and the laundry, utility sink. And we're looking at refinishing the floor. So right now it's just mm -hmm. the concrete floor, but we're looking at doing some sort of flooring in that particular area. So that way it's, we can, a little bit easier to clean. Right. And we're going to keep it white and bright. That way it's even, you know, better to be in and it's not dreary and those negative feelings like people might have with their basements. Mm -hmm. Now there's a number of options what we can do for a basement wall sealer. Um, or we can just paint. I'm thinking about just going and getting the kills. I believe that they make a basement variety because sure. I know that they have one for that's, you know, milled and moldu. And then there's another one too. So, I mean, I know that there's different types of kills out there that we can look at getting and just kind of doing a, a sealer and just basically white paint. Basically white paint. We're not going to go the route. We, we do have block walls. Um, basement walls are not poured. They're, they're the black uh, concrete masonry units. And it, it looks like they've been painted a couple times. So this is not going right. to be like a first, first coat on, on concrete. So we've got a couple of coats on it already. So just kind of giving it that nice, fresh look. Right. But we're not going to put a waterproofing product on it because that's the other route that could be taken. And it's usually not recommended to do a waterproofing product on the interior of the building. Unless you have a specific situation that that's the only way to keep the inside free of water, but then you've got bigger problems. And I don't think those problems are here. No, from what I can tell, it just, it seems really nice, but just kind of getting that fresh, clean look. Because right now the bottom two rows are a dark brown, matching it up with a dark brownish floor. So when you kind of walk in there, it's like, okay, what am I stepping on? Even though we know it's clean, we've swept it, we vacuumed it, it's clean, but it just has that visual look of kind of gross and disgusting. The paint had all been uh, torn up and peeled up. I mean, it's probably been painted in the eighties. So it's, you know, it's lasted 30 years. It's about time. Yeah. Especially moving everything in and out from the previous residence and our move in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we can get the, get the walls painted and really kind of start to map out where do we want to put the new storage shelves. So we know that we have to make some storage shelves because there is no storage here. So trying to figure out where that's going to go and kind of map it out and then look at getting the, start looking at getting the flooring and okay, well, what kind of flooring can we get in there? So that way we can start laying down the flooring before we put in the shelving units or we make the shelving units movable and we can just move it again. Well, I'm not a fan of, drilling things like shelving units into the brick or the block walls. Oh, yes. I'm just, I'm worried about that. The fewer holes I have in my, my concrete block wall is, is better for me. I did put a few because I relocated some electrical 
Um, but I tried to keep those more on the center partition wall so there's not as much chance of moisture coming in from outside. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a compromise. Fair enough. Yeah. So what could we do for floor? I know uh, the floors of our last house, we did the 12-inch square the self-adhesive yep. yeah, um, vinyl tile or linoleum tile, something like that. I think it was vinyl. Or I think we're probably going to go that route again just because it's the it's the laundry room right now at this point. It's the storage. It's not going to be a flooring that we're going to be using as family space. Okay. So it's it needs to be convenient and easy to swap out tiles in case they get damaged, um, stains, spills, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then now this other side where we have the living space, are we thinking the same thing or are we looking at the snap together vinyl plank with um, a little bit of padding on the back? We're probably going to go with that vinyl um, pa- uh, plank with the foam insulation on, on the back of it. We had the peel and stick in the last house throughout the whole entire basement. And the basement was a little bit chilly. So I'm thinking we're going to try the new new flooring. We'll do the plank flooring and just kind of see how that goes. I think so as well. It's about the same price, maybe just a little bit more. Just a few more bucks per box. Just a few more dollars per box. And we'll need like 50 boxes. So just a few more dollars. Yes. Yeah. And we'll take everybody along when we do that project too, because that's kind of interesting. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And it'll be the first time I've actually laid that type of flooring. I was looking at doing it at a previous home, and we just never got around to it. We went a total different route. But it seems pretty easy of you just lay them down, and they snap together like Legos. And you always make want to make sure that your, your butt ends, they always kind of overlap a little bit. So that way you don't have the same creases. And Right. It's the uh, second time I've laid that floor, so it's, it's not too bad. It's pretty easy. Once you get in a rhythm, it goes pretty quick. Yeah. And especially this house seems to be fairly square-ish. Um, the house that I did it in before was like built in the 1800s, and it was not at all. So this should be not, not too bad project. Yeah, I'm thinking it should be fairly easy. Um, more than a weekend project. Usually my great statement on everything is it's just a weekend. But this one I think is going to be a little bit more than a weekend. There's plenty of weekends in the year. Right. Well, we've got to get one side done first, and then that way we can move everything to the other side. So that way we can kind of jingle things around. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So that'll be basement projects for the future. And then we're also um, looking forward to outdoors projects. We touched on that a little bit last time. Yes. <clears throat> and we got our delivery of wood. We have our raw materials ready to make planter boxes and. Uh, we like to do outdoor fires, and so we're going to have dedicated seating for that. Right, and we really needed that because we like to have the kids over for weekends during the winter time and throughout the year, and that way we can have some seating out there that's that can stay out there. The metal chairs that we had always, you know, they're starting to show that wear and tear of the rust, and with the fabric that's on there, a few holes are starting to get made. So I think having a wood seating area is going to be a little bit a little bit better. We can leave it out there and we don't have to worry about it. We can use it. We don't have to store it. Right. Because it'll just sit outside. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, that'll be fine. Um, we'll have to rearrange some landscaping to move that fire pit area over, but yeah. We that, don't have to move be... a tree. Well, it's a bush. With, it's true. With 
these pom-pom looking sort of things on it. So it's a hydrangea. Hydrangea. Yes. Okay. Sounds like something out of a Marvel movie. No. Too bad. I know. Yeah. Think so Secret Garden. I haven't seen that one. Okay. We'll make our own secret, secret garden then, I guess. We can try. Not knowing the reference, I'm not sure if that's kosher. But we'll move the bush, the hydrangea. Yep. It has friends. So we'll put that. Yeah, we've got three more on the property. So we're just going to try to group them together. And we have our favorite other plant that we have that needs to be moved. Rhubarb? Um, I was thinking bee bomb. Yes, the bee bombs. Uh, when- so a little backstory on our bee bomb is I got one and it was supposed to be like a really small plant. So normally they're only about maybe 18 inches tall and probably wide. Ours managed to get more in the five foot. I mean, it was a massive tree. You could not like hug it. I mean, it was very, it was very happy. It was a happy. It was a happy bush. Yes. And it took over the neighbor's yard and it took over our yard. Well, for quite a while there, I didn't have a hedge clipper trimmer. And so once I got that, I kind of tamed it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that, that has helped. Um, Now we have new owners there at that location. So I don't know what they're going to do. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Yes, because it was it was a great little bush, and originally you could take the lawnmower. It was like one lawnmower width off the property line, and eventually it took went past the property line. So I mean, it it really took over. It was a very happy bush. Yeah, I think part of that was with uh, because of my amazing landscaping skills working with the lawn. It just got fed a lot, or my amazing skills of filling the sprinkler lines and it had like a small leak that it got fed quite often water yep that that could be so we've got some bee bomb here at the house we've already counted out five and i really think there's a couple more in the back of the house so we're gonna have to find a place that we can put the bee bomb and hopefully it will grow it'll grow big like it did last time and we can have a beautiful hedge of bee bomb well two of them are right along the side of the driveway and it's difficult to like you know have guests over and then open up their door and step anywhere except onto the bee bomb and we really didn't look at that when we were looking at the house well it doesn't matter it's just landscaping right because we parked (laughs) in the middle of the driveway and we're like oh this is awesome but then once we got the second car in there and all of a sudden you're getting out and you're getting out in a bush and it was just kind of comical that it was the bee bomb so now we know how to grow bee bomb i guess wasn't it also mixed in with another thing? Did you, didn't we have a current bush? that Yeah, it, it originally came with a current bush and didn't know it came with a bee bomb at the same time. And so the current bush died and the bee bomb just took over. It did. They flowered very nice. And it, true to their name, it was very popular with the bees. It was. It was. So. And it's a really pretty pink flower that's on this. So I'm looking forward to having that back. Yeah. We well, just now have to look at where do we put it? So once you buy a home and you're looking at the landscape and you're like, oh, this is a really cool plant, but this is not working for our family. And now you got to move it. Now you got to figure out where to move it to. So that way you can keep the really cool plant and have it work for your family. Oh, there's plenty of spots. Plenty of spots. I'm sure we can find something. You might have enough timber left over from our other projects that we uh, just built some small Little planters kind of closer to the house. Little bee bomb planters. Exactly. 
Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. So yeah, we're going to be, uh, Ben will be out hopefully next week in the wood, wood in Site B. I don't want to call it the wood shop because it's Site B. It's the workshop. Site B. So uh, it, we're going to be out there, or you're going to be out there. You're going to be building these benches and hopefully doing, showing everyone what we're doing. Oh, yeah. It, it'll be been in the workshop. I'm not quite a Yankee, so we can't go after that. No. Just remember, the most important safety thing that you can wear are these. Safety goggles. Safety glasses. So. Mm-hmm. Just shout out there to good old Norm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the, how the, that project kind of comes along, because once we get them made, we can just put them out right out in the yard, and that's where gonna, they're going to be, and hopefully we can get some stain on there. That way they can last just a little bit longer. and A little bit of UV protection. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're going with Douglas fir for our wood species. We had kind of looked at some other species of wood and how much do they cost. And cedar was a, a nice, you know, it was a nice resilient. Option. Yeah. It's good for outdoor things, but it was just so expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's so expensive. And the firs have been recommended for doing outdoor planters to begin with. So. It'd be nice. We went with the fur and. It's not treated, so it shouldn't, you know, have a chemical portion to it. Um, We didn't want to do pressure treated, even though they've got some really good pressure treated products. And um, we didn't want to do the plastic, uh, like, you know, get deck boards or something, because all all the plastic boards that I've looked at were just too thin. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't hold up so well. And, you know, if the, the Douglas for planter boxes and whatnot last a couple of years, and we got a couple of years out of them, we'll just make them again. Right. So we're not too worried about that and mm-hmm. it'll give us something to do. Well, there you go. What else we got going on? Well, we got this Saturday, we're going to be doing a open house. At the condominium. At the condo. So 1436 from 11 to 1230. So we're on 21st Avenue. Mm-hmm. And we'll see, well, we have the signs out there of which one it is, but it's going to be the end unit, which is really nice. You got all the nice, you get some nice views and you get a lot more natural light into that particular unit. Yeah. When you're inside, you really don't, you know, it it doesn't seem like you're in a a condominium or a townhouse or something. It just feels like a kind of traditional two-story house with the bedrooms upstairs. Right. Um, A lot of people that came through last week said that it felt, you know, more like an apartment style living. A big apartment. Yeah, it's very nice and spacious. And they've got the basement with a little bit of a finished off area, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think each floor is about 800 square feet. Could be wrong, six or 800. But yeah, it's, I think it's, it's six on each floor because it's a full of 12. So that's relatively significant. I mean, look at our house. It's a three bedroom as well, and we're at about 1,200 square foot of a ranch. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing that on February 6th. So that'd be good. Awesome. Yeah. Anything going on in the community? I know the Chamber of Commerce is doing a ribbon cutting. Yep. We're going to be over at Culver's tomorrow. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a ribbon cutting because they've just increased their seating area. And from my understanding, they're going to be doing limited seating. So you are able to go in and order and stay there and, and eat. So it'll be limited seating. Good so we'll see. Time to get back into doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. 
Yep. I know there's a new coffee shop that opened up, so expanding our coffee options. And every Monday I've been hitting up all the coffee shops in the area just to kind of see what they all have for, for coffees and, and treats. So hopefully you saw that on the Facebook. We've been to Duncan, um, also Cravings, and also The Ground Up. So went grab something to eat, a little breakfast. Excellent. One of these times we'll have to uh, get a gift certificate from somewhere and do a little giveaway. Mm-hmm. And hopefully next week we can do the uh, out of the box. Okay. Very good. That should be tasty. Yes. Oh. Know, when you go to the coffee shop and it's someplace that you haven't been to in a while or someplace new, what's your favorite thing to order? Because I, I know like lattes aren't so good with your your system. Do you go straight black or do you do a chocolate? Oh, yeah, I just drink my coffee black. So, you know, I'll do a, like a hazelnut coffee. Okay. It'll be black. Any sugars? No sugar. No cream. Give it to me straight. All right. I think it was all the years in the hospitality business and we just drank our coffee straight and we didn't have time to add our cream and sugar. So you just kind of learned how to drink coffee black and continued on with work. The um, caffeinated or decaf? Well, the uh, this last time I had to go with a decaf. So what I've been trying to do is uh, kind of wean a little bit off of the caffeine. So I still like my coffee. So I've tried a, a decaf and still tastes the same. It was good. So hoping that will help not keep me awake for a couple days. Yeah, you tend to get kind of kind of wild up and uncomfortable yeah when you get to your uh, caffeine in you and it depends from where it is too starbucks is the worst for me oh yeah and i don't know what it is with the coffee but i know starbucks is is the worst see and i usually run through the the duncan and i get an iced latte and yeah um you you like your you like your your iced drinks and with your cream and sugars and yep because i really i'm not wholly a coffee fan on a regular basis every once in a while i'll get a, a hankering for coffee coffee the the flavor of coffee and then i'll stick with me for like a month and then i'm just like ah it came and went and this is about I'll, the time of the year i switch from coffee and i lean more towards the teas the teas mm-hmm. and nice thing is um our oldest left his keurig with us well it was a housewarming present it was maybe unintentional but Ah, thanks. Yep. So thanks, TJ. Um, so he left his, his Keurig. And so I've been doing the uh, the tea in the Keurig, which has been turning out quite nice. So I've been really happy with it. It goes a whole lot quicker than doing it the old-fashioned way of boiling your water and getting the temp right. So far, I've been quite impressed with it. Very good. That's about all for me. That's all I got for you, too. So y'all follow us on social medias and stuff like that and things. And the YouTube, will get some more content going on there this year because we have projects to do. We have projects to do. And then also, too, we just kind of hooked up with WFHR, the AM radio station. AM 1320 WFHR here in Wisconsin Rapids. There you go. So we're going to be working with them and we're going to be bringing the, the podcast to the radio station. So that's going to be really exciting. So every single Sunday morning from 9 until 11, you'll be able to listen to us out there on the radio. 
And we're looking at maybe doing it live and having a call in. So we're just going to try a little bit first of doing the podcast the way that we're, we're doing it and sending it over there and kind of work towards the in live in person. We should definitely have guests. Kind of get some. Uh, There'll be some surprises along yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, get another third party view on some things. That'd be excellent. Yeah, we got to line some of that stuff up and first kind of figure out what we're doing first and slowly baby steps is what we're trying to do. Right. So that'll be in the future. Follow us, watch out for it and uh, enjoy the content that's going to come out here in 2021. And give us, you know, give us some topics. If you do have something that you want us to talk about or, you know, you're not understanding this part of real estate and want a little bit more details on that, feel free to give us a, you know, give us a jingle, leave us a note and hopefully we can uh, do a little bit of research on our end and, and bring that information to you. Or just home ownership in general, things about the house. Right. You know, we always talk to our, our younger first time home buyers of, you know, here's a good routine to get into as far as maintenance of the home mm-hmm. and where to go. So lots of good things coming up here. Very good. Well, y'all take care. You have a great central Wisconsin day and we'll talk to you later.